Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. Just a man that has a nickname, what was I to say with no shame? Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Can't believe it's already August. Nick Seglian here, coming in solo. Got the solo smoke today. There's plenty to touch on in the world of sports. A lot of topics trying to catch up on today. Got the MLB trade deadline going on as it's looking like Juan Soto is heading to the Padres. Had to text my MLB guy Chewy about that one because I just don't understand that, how you let a player his caliber go to another team. Um, but we'll wait to see the rest of the moves before the trade deadline passes in the MLB. And really after the All-Star break and the trade deadline passes, MLB really seems to ramp up towards postseason play and all things really seem to heat up as the summer tends to wind down. Football is right around the corner. And I've seen a couple NFL rulings, particularly Deshaun Watson and Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross coming out today that obviously and yesterday, I think for Deshaun Watson, that has a lot of people obviously commenting on the situation with Deshaun Watson. And then it seems to never be ending with games and picks and predictions and obviously with the NFL season, college football really getting close and NIL really taking its toll on the changes we're seeing with that um, in college sports. With all that stuff going on, you got people that are dying, you got people that are being born, and all these things that are happening in life at this weird rate as everybody has the same amount of time, and all these kind of national tragedies I've been seeing in seeing and um, national disasters, all kinds of opinions and views for certain topics, not only sports related, but non-sports related and seeing everything kind of get to the point it is now um, has been kind of a struggle for me. I saw Bill Russell passed away this weekend and I see a lot of that support and outcry from obviously the sports community and fans of history um, of this country for what uh, Bill Russell did, not only for the game of basketball, but for civil rights movement and equality for all people. Um, it was pretty remarkable, absolutely incredible, and should be celebrated more than I think it will be. Um, losing people like Bill Russell, people that are senior citizens, wise, the most wise people, um, I think just brings us down um, as a society with all these things kind of going that I see kind of going on with society, um, not only in sports, but elsewhere. Um, it's kind of been all over the place. And it's been a lot for me to try and come in and talk about some of the topics that I've talked about before that are kind of surfacing now and see how they'll play out going forward with obviously things constantly changing, not only in the sports world, but elsewhere. Economically, obviously, people going through some things right now and it been a lot for I think a lot of people that aren't willing to really say much about it um my brother giving me the shout out to this guy Patty Pimblet Patty the Batty I don't know whatever he's being called um I think he's undefeated I threw some money on a boost for him but I heard uh his post-fight interview in which obviously he shout out one of uh his friends who I think committed suicide passed away some type of tragic event, um, talked about more 
men having the ability to speak up and say something and how that's kind of a stigma that is got some people feeling like there is no help and there is no one that will hear you. And I think uh, the more people that get these great inspirational quotes out there for people that aren't on the platform like a professional athlete um, really drive home the amount of people that are actually out there struggling right now and trying to figure out um, what their next move will be for food, not their next move for a million-dollar contract. So it's hard to put things into perspective when obviously there's different levels and different um, classes of individuals, but I think that's kind of warped how I feel about some things happening in sports too, and hopefully I'll be able to touch on that today. Try and get the Twitch stream up and going here in a second. Hopefully it'll be a good show. Appreciate all love and support. The podcast, as always, this is the Seggy Station. Instagram, Twitter, it's underscore Seggy underscore G on Twitch. About to fire it up. See how it goes today. First time solo in a while. Should be interesting. I've been solo here on the podcast in a minute, but a lot of things that are happening right now in the sports world that have kind of brought my solo passion back out where I need to stop in. So let me start up my timer and see if I can keep it going. I need to start with this. I saw Bill Russell passed away this weekend, and obviously it's sad to lose such a legend and somebody that did so much for not only the game of basketball, but outside of the game of basketball. Um, in terms of what the man stood for, for wanting equality for all people. And a lot of things that I've talked about here on my podcast, going back to when I started my podcast, coming up on three years now, which is just crazy to me. The amount of time that goes by, the time that zips on by, and you end up realizing that Bill Russell, a guy that lived to 88 years old, lived a hell of a long life. Um, But it still doesn't make it any easier when somebody like that passes um somebody so legendary um a guy that you look up this guy's stats um in the league it's almost astonishing not only the stats he put up but the amount of winning he did obviously with his 11 championships i think eight straight for the boston celtics and a few interesting takes on that in regards to the boston celtics would not be what they are if it wasn't for bill russell Like, nobody would be talking about the Boston Celtics in the same category as the Los Angeles Lakers if it wasn't for Bill Russell. Just like a lot of these guys that play for the Los Angeles Lakers that have them up there for these 17-18 rings. The Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, the Magic Johnson's, the iconic legends of of the game of basketball um, that are sadly going to be dying off soon, um, including we just lost Bill Russell. And... You know, it's just it's just sad to me, you know, seeing some of the stuff that's being talked about uh, with Bill Russell now. Um, you know, a guy like me, obviously, who isn't never even came close to seeing Bill Russell play or even know about Bill Russell being talked about in the sports media. Um, and then seeing what he did uh, going back to the 1940s, which is... Just why I always appreciate the elderly and just all that they've seen and all that they've been through. And the fact that any person that is that age is here today, I think is special. And people should take advantage of that and 
try and soak up as much as you can from people that are around on this planet for that long. Um, cause I think it's absolutely a gift to be able to, to get to that point, even with people living, um, much longer in today's day and age with all the things that can happen, not only tragically, um, but now with COVID cancer, I mean, you name it, man, it's endless. And it's why it's always kind of been something I've held close to. Um, not only my grandparents now after losing all them, um, elderly friends, um, you know, I golf with a guy who's 78 years old and he can shoot 78. I mean, it's pretty spectacular. That's special to me. Um, his wisdom, um, things that he's done in his life that, you know, if I ever get to that age, I don't know if I'd do half as much as some of what these guys are saying. Cause I think nowadays it's just different times, just flat out different times. And as much as what Bill Russell went through and some of the stuff is absolutely disgusting and astonishing to me that this man was out there winning when people were vandalizing his house. Um, this guy played in, I think it was the stat is 23 closeout games in his career. I think uh, 10 or 11 of them were game sevens, and he won all 23 of them. Um, averaged 23 some point something rebounds um, throughout his career. I heard another interesting stat on Bill Russell where he never led his team in shots attempted ever in a season. He averaged, I believe, 15 points, uh, right around 15 points uh, on his career scoring average. Um, same numbers as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when you look at rebound, career rebounds, career assists, but he was 15 points behind Kareem, who averaged about 30 points on his career. Kareem averaged the most shot attempts seven seasons. Bill Russell never even averaged the most shot attempts on his team in a single season. And... Bill Russell beat Kareem a bunch, won way more than Kareem. And also won in high school two times, won two straight national championships, won twice as a coach. I mean, this dude was winning on and off the court because he was standing next to Dr. Martin Luther King and all these incredible activists, Muhammad Ali, you name it, man. He is up there in the Mount Rushmore of not only activists, but NBA. If he's not on your Mount Rushmore of anything bill russell then i don't think any of your stuff is credible i'll take a harsh turn to the deshaun watson um ruling which to me i i called this shit man i knew he should have been suspended more games but it wasn't going to happen you know the reason why it didn't happen is because i didn't even write this down this is going to be off the dome Ezekiel Elliott, he was once suspended for uh, domestic violence, one individual, six games. Miles Garrett was once suspended by the NFL, six games for clocking Mason Rudolph on the head. Calvin Ridley suspended this season, an entire season, 17 games for betting on NFL games while not playing. The consistency when you go look across the board, you go look at Kareem Hunt, who is on the Cleveland Browns, eight to ten games. Michael Kendricks, not mo not a lot of people you know about. You. Not a lot of people, average folk know about him. He was an NFL player. He was suspended eight games last season, I believe. Covered it here on the podcast. Insider trading. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Now, 
The reason why this is so interesting is because two years ago, let me brush everybody up, the NFL agreed in the new CBA that they would have an independent arbitrator hearing these cases that were against the NFL code of conduct policy. Before that, it was Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, who has been paid millions of fucking dollars to be a puppet for these millions and billions of dollar owners, which, by the way, are getting suspended for tampering and cheating. And Robert Kraft, I'm, I'm sure he made a quote about this Deshaun Watson thing too that I saw, in which he was also in trouble for doing things at a massage parlor that were swept under the rug. So he should have no right to be out saying anything. But further into the Deshaun Watson situation, Roger Goodell constantly making these rulings on individuals that are up against the code of conduct policy. None of them are consistent, man. It's tough to tell me that a guy betting on NFL games should get suspended 10 games longer than a guy that beat up 24 women. It's also very tough to tell me. Sexually assaulted, whatever you want to call it, because in the judge's ruling, it's nonviolent. It's all it's all a freaking joke to me. Like Deshaun Watson, a guy that did sexually assault, harass, whatever you want to call the situation in which the judge also said he's been lying about, got six games. It's, it's just unbelievable to me. A guy like me, it would be like saying a guy like me who had 24 sexual assault allegations got six months for that. Like, yeah, I'm in jail. Oh, what did you do? Well, 24 sexual assault allegations. You got six months for that? I feel like that'd be their response. Because that, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. And what you see, not only with this ruling, but with this ruling with Stephen Ross and this situation going on with Daniel Snyder in, in front of Congress and all this shit, is anybody that is in power, uh, political, any of the upper echelon that has anything to do with crime, if you have a bunch of money, you'll be fine. And everyone talks about the white privilege situation of it and all this. Deshaun Watson is getting walked off like he's winning right now. Dude signed a $230 million contract. If he misses six games, he'll be missing out on $345,000. Because there was no fine that came with his six-game suspension from Judge L. Robinson, which pretty much said that going back and looking at the precedent of what you set going forward, it's impossible to suspend this guy like you want to do. But he should have been suspended like that. So now you get into this murky situation where there's three days to have an appeal. You know, the funniest thing about this appeal is if it is appealed, then Roger Goodell makes the decision. Not like it goes to another judge. Not like any normal court system. You know, the whole thing's messed up, man. It just shows how there's no faith in, to me, the situation in not only the NFL, but hierarchy and power in the, not only the, the criminal justice system, but in situations that happen just in general. It's just never fair. And it just doesn't make any sense to me, man. You know, you got, got you got people that are at Brown's camp getting autographs by Deshaun Watson and, you know, and cheering. And they don't, you know, saying, a lot of people saying Deshaun Watson, he already sat out last year. He, he was suspended and, you know, th he's getting wrong, dude, and all this. You don't settle 23 times, bro, if you're innocent. And all this guy saying he was innocent the whole time. And now all this stuff that's come out, it's just gotten, it's gotten too murky where suspending this guy six games doesn't even seem to make sense.
But I said this was going to happen, and it basically happened. Now the NFL has to make a decision, which is, would you rather deal with the backlash, the backlash of Deshaun Watson being suspended for, sorry, what is going on here? Seven games or six games or whatever it is? Or would you then rather deal with changing it and Roger Goodell basically undermining the entire process that everybody agreed for, not only by the NFLPA, who said they would sue if that's the case, and it gets even murkier to me than the Colin Kaepernick situation, which had the NFL ratings going down. Either way, this is bad for the NFL, because if Deshaun Watson gets suspended six games, people are going to be pissed off about that. I'm a big NFL fan, but that makes no sense to me. If I'm Calvin Ridley, if I'm some of these guys, I saw a guy got suspended an entire season for weed in the NFL. <laughs> Josh Gordon. You go look at Josh Gordon. I mean, you know, it's just crazy to me, man. And these guys get away with this stuff, which the average folk would not get not get away with it like this. And it's just sickening to me how much everything's about settling, you know, money and just, oh, it's all right, you know, no problem or, you know, once the games start, everything will be fine. It's, I don't understand that. I really, I really don't understand that. And it's just tough to, to be able to see that on a consistent basis, it seems like, which is these athletes that have these situations pop up never have to live up to the same consequences uh, of a, as any other person. And it's not just the players. I mean, I could warp this into what happened with Stephen Ross, and I will. You know, what's even crazier in this situation to me is Tom Brady was talking to Stephen Ross back in 2019. Tom Brady's already been suspended four games for deflating footballs. That's another good one to compare it to, the Deshaun Watson situation. <laughs> um, Stephen Ross, this is where I think the NFL is funny, suspends Stephen Ross, the NFL, I'm sorry, suspends Stephen Ross for tampering and a bunch of other violations. Not No no throwing games, you know, stuff we covered, Brian Flores' lawsuit. Apparently that didn't happen because Brian Flores wasn't going to do that, but the Dolphins owner and everyone else wanted to do that. Uh, but Brian Flores wasn't about it, which I guess explains why Brian Flores was fired, which I guess explains why Brian Flores has a lawsuit against the Dolphins, which still is being handled by the NFL, which I guess we'll hear about at some point. But this comes out on a day after uh, the Deshaun Watson ruling in which Stephen Ross is going to be fined $1.5 million, lose a first-round draft pick this year and a third-round next year and some other shenanigans and be suspended six weeks be suspended six weeks in which i saw a lot of stuff you know twitter and all the bots or whatever you're gonna call them out there well look see man look uh they're the punished the same as the players the owners no they're not this is the first time i'd ever seen that because i said like robert Kraft, same thing similar very similar not as many similar situation um as deshaun watson found himself in um, nothing happened. And that's evidence that I assume Deshaun Watson used in his case, which I assume got him six games. In which all this stuff looks bad for the NFL. When you really break all this stuff down, right? Yeah, of course. 
it's all about fantasy and watching the sport and betting on the sport. Yeah, no shit. I love all that. But like, when does any of this stuff going on within the sport with the players, the owners, the coaches, any of this shit ever going to matter? Like to a point where it's like how I feel about a lot of this stuff happening, which I keep saying on my podcast. Like, if, if aliens were actually a thing, I'd be scared. People would be like, oh, yeah, word, and just, like, move on to the next day. Like, no one would even care. Like, that's just, I feel like, where we're at. Like, there's so many things happening. There's so many things to keep up with. And then, obviously, everyone's trying to do their own thing to keep up with what's going on around them. The economy. Um, people trying to move out, have kids, have a life. I mean, it's just endless. And I think it's funny to me, and I saw a funny meme. You know, my parents, when they are in their 20s, they were looking to buy a house. It was much easier for to get out, buy a house, start a family, not be living in an apartment, a condo, moving around, uh, you know, mortgaging for the 25 years. You know, it's like how I feel about these MLB contracts. Who knows where they're going to be 10 to 15 years from now? Austin Riley signing a 10-year deal. Good for you, $230 million. You really want to be at a place for 10 years? (laughs) Juan Soto gets traded today, most likely. No shit. They were offering him a 15-year deal. Like, who wants to play for the Nationals for 15 years? It's the problem with baseball. They're offering two bigger contracts, no salary cap. You get these loaded up teams. And at the same time, you're not able to keep any of the best players. You're losing all your best players in trades. Ridiculous to me. You get the same bullshit with the MLB every single year. And people want to hype it up like it's something cool. And I got to admit, I've been watching a little bit more of it now. But the only reason I am is because I'm betting on it. If I wasn't betting on it, I wouldn't be looking at it. Just like a lot of these things where it creates a little bit more of the intrigue in sports. Saw Massachusetts, now the 31st to legalize sports betting in their state. I guess another, what, 19 to go? South Carolina will probably be the last. They're the last to everything. I guess how I come away from what went on with Steven Ross and what's going on with Deshaun Watson is now you got to wait and see what the NFL does with Deshaun Watson if they extend and kind of throw out this whole CBA proposed independent arbitrator thing and basically come in and suspend Deshaun Watson 10, 12, fine him more, whole season. I don't know if they're going to do that because that just makes the whole process that you started up first case look terrible. And to try and, I think, fix that, they do what they did to Steven Ross, which was for the first time ever really come down on an owner for doing something a lot of owners have done, other owners have done worse, and not gotten penalized the same amount. No fucking consistency. That's what they should change the NFL, NFC. No fucking consistency. Figure out a way to uh, change uh, league to something else because it's getting to a point where that's all I'm seeing right now. It's really a fucking shame. It's really a fucking shame. Uh, Let's see. A few other things I got to touch on. I got to work later, so won't be long today, but had a lot of smoke for sure. Um, let's see what I can get into here. I'm smoking in the MLB a little bit on that. Obviously, today's the trade deadline day and a lot of Twitter commotion about Juan Soto, um, which I had to text my guy Chu, MLB guy Chu, about because I, I just don't understand how you're trading a, a caliber player of Juan Soto which a lot of people are comparing to Ted Williams has Ted Williams stats at this young of an age um 
just crazy. I just don't get it. I just don't understand that. Um, even if you're going to lose that type of player, you're better off trying to have him at least for another year or whatever. He's under contract, in my opinion, um, if he's that dude. Uh, but no, I mean, good for the Padres who, who go from plus 2,000 to win the World Series to plus 1,000 in about seven hours. Um, adding uh, Josh Hader as well yesterday and really making some good moves with Tatis can get back out on the field with Manny Machado and some guys out on the mound, Musgrave, uh, Blake Snell. Uh, I've been watching a lot more baseball, so I feel like I can talk about it more. Uh, but that honestly uh, is crazy to me. Um, how guys like Juan Soto are getting traded. You're not seeing that in, in the NBA or the NFL. <laughs> You're not seeing guys coming up for contracts that are young like that in the NBA or NFL that have that type of potential get it not getting extended by the team that they're on for something more reasonable than 15 years. And it it's just... The only way you end up keeping guys that are actually good is 10-year contracts, Austin Riley. Um, or, or the guys that actually get it, like Tatis and, and Lindor, who's tied up for 10 years, and I get it, the Mets are having a better season this year, too. Uh, Lindor's having a little bit better of a season, but talked about this. What, how, what are you going to let it three years kick up on his contract before you start you know, heating up on the fact that he's not really up to his potential that you paid for? Uh, I mean, you got a seven more years, but players, they don't last in their prime forever. Um, it's just such a weird, weird dynamic of a sport to me that I think needs to get cleaned up. I think there's a lot of things that need to get cleaned up in baseball. And I understand the whole uh, tradition, old head style of sport. It's like you're having the Field of Dreams game and it's the Cubs and Reds. Like, really? That's that's what we want to see? Um it's just endless mistakes uh, by the MLB, not only in free agency, um, with a lot of these clubs with their star players and not being able to keep them and pay them and all these issues that I see. Them going to the same exact teams that I know the so- so- uh, now that if this trade goes through, the Padres will be playing three players over a billion dollars something ridiculous which is just stupid to me you know and i listened to colin coward today who had covid on thursday and is back on tuesday and is mocking it like oh look see everything's cool some of this shit just makes me sick he's talking about oh see like all these la san diego all these california teams it's because the economy's dude you're lucky the whole place doesn't burn down out there (laughs) like jesus bro it's it's actually crazy how some of these people with a platform spread this information that people are probably sitting and listening to and like, oh, wow. You see, like, damn. Like, I, I just can't, I just can't with some of this stuff. And it's just endless, man. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how some of this shit breaks down, shakes out for the MLB trade, de- trade deadline. And obviously the Yankees making moves and some of these teams making moves. Chew's crossing his fingers. He makes the Mets make some moves and can keep up with some of these other teams that are launching themselves into World Series caliber when it's really this small group to begin with. MLB reminds me of college football, man. You got, what, they finally expanded the playoff, but realistically, with the wild card game and the teams that are there, you really expect only certain teams to come out. You see somebody like the Braves who were super aggressive 
last year, last year's trade deadline, go and win the World Series. So I don't know. Maybe it's a Padres year. Maybe Juan Soto stays hot. Pitching gets hot. Um, you know, you'd like to think that is for the Mets with Jake DeGrom making his season debut. I think Chu told me 394 days, which damn Chu, you owe me a little credit for that. I was coming in and talking about how, uh, you know, a guy like Jake DeGrom, he gets hurt, misses mad time. How's that affect his career legacy? That shit's tough. Obviously, he's pretty much the best pitcher in the world all time. Who knows if uh, he can stay on the field, but he hasn't been able to stay on the field. Um, which I saw Mike Trout is out right now. A very interesting uh, situation, and I don't know if Shohei Tani is going to get traded, but uh, another hot take that I got for Chewie when he comes back, which is literally he's compared to Babe Ruth, but Shohei Tani is better than Babe Ruth, and I, I don't want I don't want to hear <laughs> any if, ands, or buts about it, but maybe me and Chewie will get into it. I think we might have talked about this before, but I don't know. Hopefully we'll cover that next time when Chewie comes around for – some baseball. Oh, man. I don't know why this timer is being so weird. But it's somewhat working. Um, I wanted to touch on some of the NIL with college football right around the corner, which always kind of tends to start up right before the NFL, which is going to start up in about a month. Um, as we're already into the first weekend of August this weekend. Um, a lot of the same stuff coming out of the NAL guardrails, commissioner, a lot of the stuff that I've been saying um, about college football here for at least a season or two. Um, expanding the playoff, another thing I've mentioned. I'm not sure if that's going to get into the works. Um, I've talked about conference realignment, super conferences, and we're seeing a lot of movement with that right now, along with transfer portal and obviously name image like this. A lot of these high school, college guys getting big-time type of deals. Um, I hear more people saying it now than ever with uh, platforms on these networks, which is college football is looking like the NFL. And I've been saying that. Um, and maybe that's a way to fix it. Who knows? Maybe this is a way to get it where Alabama ain't winning or in the championship every single year, even though you know Alabama is going to be paying for players. Um what I think is super interesting about this whole conversation that I'm having right now, that I have been begging for college football players to get paid and athletes in general to get paid, because let's keep in mind this is not just for college football players only, but it's made out to be because of these type of deals that are getting made in college football only. The amount of money that's been in not only college sports, but that has kind of been going around with recruiting before just this past June when we're now just past uh, the year anniversary of name, image, likeness, is, I don't know if people are just, what, being ignorant? I, um, it's just, it's not like this wasn't happening. <laughs> this was happening. It was under the table. You're seeing a lot of people still getting um, brought in for violations now, recruiting violations now for getting caught. I mean, the whole thing's been this and maybe not at the level that it's at now which obviously the floodgates have been go opened and now all the coaches and commissioners or whatever you're calling these guys want guardrails and shit's out of control well 
that's what I think is funny about making something legal and then when it's not legal, still punishing people for it, but acting like it's not going on everywhere. It's a very weird dynamic for me that I'm seeing still kind of trickle out effect as more and more places continue to legalize gambling, legalize marijuana, legalize NIL as it just popped out of nowhere. Florida was doing it before anyone. Um, it's tough to keep up with these moves and all these intricacies of sports that are happening when... There's real life problems going on and people are also dealing with situations personally and with their families or maybe they're not, you know, maybe they're out enjoying their summer and people are on vacation and people are working to keep up with um, what's going on. Um, Not everybody is into the sport and have the passion for the sport um, that some sports fans do. And when they read some of these headlines um, that's where I think things have kind of gotten thrown out of control. The headlines that you see, like the NFL just suspending Deshaun Watson for six games. If you're not into the NFL and you see that, and then you see what he was suspended for, you literally probably don't want to watch the NFL. And it just sets a bad precedent. It's just tough to continue to see what's happening to not only women, but um, minorities everywhere, and obviously the African-American community. It's just sad. It's sickening. And it stems from this constant division that we've seen for heading back to my first segment of the day since Bill Russell was around, when people weren't even watching and talking sports, just covering them, reporting the games, and now everyone's talking to them and has a take on them and tweeting about them. And it's never ending. And it's it's tough if you're not that type of person that's taking selfies and taking videos of yourself and all these things. You know, it's weird. I can barely pull up on my uh, Instagram. Um, oh... And do like a, oh, this is what I think of what happened um, with this. But I can come in here and do this and have a video. And I guess, I don't know. I mean, I've been doing this solo thing long before this. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with the whole scene on all this. I I just do this because I like um, sports and talking sports. And I've had a lot of my perspective changed through the things that I've been through. Um, And for me... Uh, I keep hearing things like that really resonate with me. Um, not only some of the things I see and watch about sports, but see on the news. Um, one of the best things I heard was you find out what you're good at at a young age. And for me, uh, you know, I was really always good at sports. Um, no matter what it was from a young age, I love sports. I had a passion for all sports, really. I never really stuck to one. Um, I don't know if that was a mistake, but now I'm kind of stuck to one as I'm golfing more than I ever have this year. Um, now almost six years, yeah, five, six years removed from graduating Coastal or back when I was golfing uh, the most in my life. And it's amazing how much better I've gotten in certain areas of my game and how much worse I got in certain areas of my game. 
based on how much I wasn't playing and all these things that I think have kind of changed where I'm at and where I'm going. And it's super tough, man. You know, it's whether it's somebody you know going through something, whether it's somebody you barely know, um, it's affecting everybody differently, but at the same time, I think it's inevitable for everybody, so I guess, as everybody says, they're going to handle things their own way when it comes to certain situations, and I totally respect that. I think, in general, it's hard to put into words sometimes where... some of your personal things are going and how you see other things going. And I think people are constantly battling that, man. Not only with social media, but just with their general life, work, home life, any of that. Um, And, yeah, a lot has changed. Not only in the sports world, for me, everybody, it's crazy, and you're seeing a lot of change in all areas, really, right now. And it's just hoping I can keep up with it, honestly. Um, things have changed, and, you know, I find ways to be happy and feel okay when a lot of times I'm not feeling good and not feeling great. So, here's what it is. Um I appreciate the people that come in and check in on the podcast and all listen to anything that we're talking about here. Usually I've been coming on my friends, Rich, Chu, anybody else that's been stopping on because it's been tough for me to come in alone. I kind of get spun off into this weird cycle of it's not really important talking about contracts and games and things like trades and all that when but then I list get back on the other side where I have people that support me and say well you should do it if you like it and you love it and you have passion for it and you shouldn't let all these things happening you know affect you know what you like to do and I hear all that stuff man it's just I'm trying to explain to you I'm trying to do that but (laughs) it's hard for me when I see This is how people are reacting to some of these things. Um, It's like Brittany Griner. You know, it's like what's going on with Brittany Griner. It's like I saw LeBron James' salary last year is literally about $20 more than the entire WNBA salary. And yes, I'm a big fan of the NBA and I love LeBron James. But I've talked about some of this shit on here, man. Not only with the WNBA, but... Obviously, I'm not going to have any type of influence on what's going on with Brittany Griner, but I don't understand how more people weren't on this wave that they are on now um, that she's been detained for 160 days. Um, And the whole thing, you know, it's just one of those constant battles for me. Um, Like, I see what's going on with the PGA Tour and Liv right now. Um... 
Now I've kind of talked about that and how that started and now how I kind of see how that's going. Uh, seeing Tiger turn down a $700, $800 million deal, um, that's to be expected. When he can barely play and finish a major, um, he's only playing three, four tournaments a year. I don't even think he can play 14 events a year. Do I think things would be different for Tiger Woods if he didn't get into a car crash a year and a half ago that almost took his life? Absolutely. The fact that the dude's even on the course playing golf at all is incredible to me. When we have these tragedies like Kobe Bryant and, and such. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's interesting now with how things are going for the live. The PGA Tour has $420-something million to add to next year's purses and all these things that are kind of coming out of the closet that were all kind of brought up by guys like Phil, Greg Norman, um, me, that are now all of a sudden there that weren't there. Interesting. Interesting how those things go. Yeah, that's probably all I can get in today. I know the back end got a little wild, but... That was a little bit of my rant of all things, little kind of sports, society, and life. Uh, had a good weekend, went away to Block Island, which was my first vacation in a long time. Talked about that on the podcast. My girlfriend took me out there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, but that's also a uh, thing that kind of puts into more perspective for me. Um how much I did that in my youth and didn't have to pay a dime. Um, how much people do that once a week. People staying out there all all summer, um, doing things like that all summer, traveling around, doing. Um, you know, I'll be lucky if I can get a sandwich this week. <laughs> um, Nah, it's fine. Everything is all good. And they're just kind of jokes. Slight puns. Um, I'm just very budgeted. To a point where I'm doing things that... Everything's cost mad money, man. You can't do anything it seems like that you want to do now for less than 100 bucks. Um, then even more. And then stuff comes up. I talked about all these random things. Uh, license and taxes and then my AC is broken and it's like alright yep this that and the other um, that's everybody dealing with that obviously um, but it's not easy and everyone gets through it on their own rate and I've kind of learned that too the more shit that's kind of happened I'm like well I can get through this no problem um, been kind of proud with how I've done considering how things have kind of gone and kind of where I'm still at and where I wish I could be, and I see a lot of these things that I've been hearing that are super interesting um, on all fronts that I think all people should uh, try to consider. Um, you know, when you don't really know about anybody else's situation, unless not only they're talking, but um, you know, you got some type of relationship with them, and you don't mostly have some type of relationship with the average person out and about so it's a strange strange thing that's going on right now people still getting covid um people reacting differently to all that and reacting differently to things continuing to still happen not only um in the country sports wise politically social media wise and 
Just everywhere now. Everything's changed. And I think... Regardless of how much changes, um, words that are smoke it, words that are spoken, and deeds that are done, um, can't undo that. I think that's a lot of people have values and live by certain things, and everyone's are different. And I think the type of differences you can see out there are kind of why. We're at where we're at in a time today where things are out there in seconds. Um, and everyone's kind of responding and reacting, whether they're responding or not. Um, yeah. Pumped for the NFL. NBA is still obviously a little ways away, so... Still kind of off-season and down on the NBA being away, but that'll be back at some point. Um, still waiting to see how some of these things shake out with not only the players demanding trade, but looking to get traded and maybe not looking to get traded. And then obviously teams kind of getting ready for camps and whatnot. That'll start at some point and then we'll be back. I mean, it comes sooner than you think, just like, NFL season will be here in just a few weeks, snap of our fingers, and everyone's bitching about how hot it is now, which has been really freaking hot. Um, definitely tough having plants and drought type of weather. Not much rain this summer. Tough for the golf courses. Um, but I've lost a lot of hope in a lot of things, um, which is kind of sad, but... Hopefully that changes, like things change. Um, I'm just kind of continuing to to grind, not only to do the podcast when I can and get the guys together to do that or come in and do it myself when I see some things I want to talk about, um, but obviously trying to make a living and teaching golf and working at a spot that I think is really a good spot that I don't know how much longer I'll be able to be around there. Um, but it's a spot that I think more people are going to learn about and check out. And it's really something that's waving the indoor golf, the top golf, um, the different ways you can kind of get involved in the game of golf that is still trying to grow and still trying to maintained throughout these times as well where it's super expensive to be golfing and obviously people are budgeted on that as well i think people lose a lot of that into effect into everyday things and really you just end up doing what you want to do um you know if you're i think everybody knows what they can and can't do in terms of budget wise hopefully um both gambling and non-gambling and that's it. You just you pick and choose what you what you want and try and make the best out of it. Happiness and memories and all that stuff, which is super important to me. Things that I have and things that I've done. Um, I think that's something pretty cool about the podcast, too. 
as much as I haven't done it as much and as much as it's been a lot for me really to figure out where I'm going with it or if I'm going to still even do it or if anyone's going to do it with me. Um, it's something cool where, you know, God forbid something happened to me um, or whatnot or looking back on these takes that I made years back um, to see things kind of play out and being right and wrong and all that stuff is super cool to me, man. I guess at the end of the day, for me, how I've been thinking about it is, well, if I wasn't around, I think you could go listen to this that I made and it'd be super sweet. You know, it'd be something that I think people would be like, damn, yep, that's sag. He's fucking bitching about Tom Brady cheating or not the fucking goat. Um, praying that the Giants are going to have a good season, you know, certain things like that. What? I think it'll kind of always be ingrained in me, um, the passion for sports, the passion for trying to kind of make things better for all people and be a good person and equality and all these things that I've always felt since I was a young kid. And all these passions I have now for the game of golf and all these things that I see happening, not only in the tour, um, live, but PGA of America and it's just, it's so much, man. It's tough. It's tough to keep up with all of it and all the things that you have to keep up with and all the things you like and want to do. Um, it must be nice to be able to not really have to worry about what your next move is um, or what your next meal is or whatever. Um, just to be kind of endless to a point where None of those things kind of worry. Um, I think a lot of that's the dream. I heard another interesting take I'll get out of here on this, which is, you know, just because you're hardworking doesn't mean you're guaranteed any of that. And I used to think that wasn't the case um, because I like to think of myself as an extremely hard worker. And that really doesn't do anything for you. Um it's like being the nice guy, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I really, you know, I've got a blonde mullet now, you know? I got over, I don't even know how many tattoos I have now. I, you know, I've, some of the stuff that, how I've turned out and drive my car and all these cool things and my dog who means the absolute world to me and my girlfriend and you know, some of the family I have left, it's it's great, you know, it's absolutely great. Um, our friends that come around and want a podcast or want to golf or caddy or anything, do anything, that's all great too. Um, but it's funny how that was all happening and now it's happening in waves and now you take the little things and Trying to make a lot out of them because to me that's it's weird how a little kid that doesn't even know me can make me feel a lot better. Um, or my dog who can't even talk. Um, but she's getting older too, man. It's That shit's tough for me, man. She's not the same little puppy that I had four or five years ago. Six years ago, technically, since I got her. Um, over six 
years ago now. It's crazy. Um, best dog in the world. I got a sign that says, uh, my dog and I talk shit about you out on Block Island. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, shit scares the shit out of me every day. Just like we have a dog that we're taking care of that's a 12-year-old Rottweiler. I don't know how many 12-year-old Rottweilers you know, but we got one. And he is a champ. Um, seems to be doing just fine, but it's just shit scares the shit out of me every day. Um, kind of feel like my grandma always was told my grandma was a worry wart and my mother. And unfortunately, I'm been compared to a lot of that, and I miss them very much. You know, at the end of the day, and at the beginning of the day, um, seems to be all I can think about, regardless of what's going on in sport or my life, and that has also been extremely grueling for me. And, you know, even, you know, when Kobe died, I talked about it on my podcast, and Bill Russell, and Willie T, and it don't matter, it could be anybody, and, you know, it's all kinds of things that have happened. And you just try and think, and you're like, oh, man. And you're like, oh, hopefully everyone that I know is okay. And everyone, it's just, it's too, it's a lot. And it's I'm like, well, your circle's kind of small, but like, well, who cares about just your circle? Like, the average person, man, hopefully their people are okay. It's just, nobody has any fucking consideration or respect or anything. It's just, as long as it's not happening to them, everything's all good. And it's like, man, that's just a fucking bad attitude to have. And... Yeah, I got in some sports today. Saw they took out the Kyler Murray contract clause, which I thought was funny. They removed it after actually putting it in there like that. Talked a little bit about that with Rich last time. Um, yeah, I don't know. All over the place on the back end. Had the timer on the front end, so at least covered some topics that I had heading in. And, yeah. I'm working the rest of the week, so won't be potting as much, I don't think, with plans this weekend, obviously. Been doing more on the weekends and playing more golf and doing more with my actual life than I have in years. And it's just very strange. I guess that's also why I'm not potting as much because normally I wouldn't be doing much besides working or potting well now i'm still working but have a lot more free time doing things with my dog and my girlfriend and for myself and things that i would never think that i was going to be doing getting into the golf business and kind of seeing where i'm going to be going forward in the golf business um it's very very strange life that we uh, we all live in, which everyone has the same amount of time. Everyone has the same amount of opportunity, um, but sometimes it doesn't seem like that way, and sometimes it doesn't seem like everybody has the same consequences. Seeing that across the NFL, seeing that across a lot of sports right now, seeing that with continuing people with power platforms not only in the media 
politically, non-political, sports, athletes, all this stuff that's kind of been warped into one, which I think is where the NFL has made a mistake with a lot of these rulings. There is no way to compare any of these rulings that have kind of gone on over time, in my opinion, really at all. Like, how are you comparing, oh, this is what this guy did, this is what this guy should get? Like, I, that no, just fucking... Like, when you rule out anybody's case in the average person, do they do that? Okay, yeah, the precedent. Like, okay, yeah. Precedent is give them what they should get in terms of the crime. And that's what Deshaun Watson got. So I don't understand why... The reaction is anywhere it should be. And I don't see how people think the NFL is going to come out and overrule the first case that's ever been put in this new CBA for an independent arbitrator. I just think that'd be even a worse move. I really do. I think that'd be a worse move for the NFL. Maybe that's just me. But I tend to think a lot of it differently than other people. And I tend to have this kind of out-the-box view or in-the-box view or who knows what you want to call it at this point. A lot of people call me a lot of things that I never thought I'd be called before, but I appreciate the hell out of it, and I love it, because I'm the guy that, when things happen in sports, they want to come up and ask my opinion about it, or when they're struggling in their golf game, they need help from me, and they know I'm going to help them. Certain things that I've tend to appreciate more and more, even though I'm feeling the same in terms of where I'm at inside, down, you know, down and out uh had to mention this before i get out of here which is saw this post i think it was my girlfriend's instagram story which i don't know i think i need to get off social media shit's tragic she probably should too um but it is a useful tool if you're using it the right way like i try to tell her for my podcast or like she could for her baking page and like some people could without blasting everybody or trying to ruin people's days hiding behind a screen. Uh, a lot of people are working out, working on how they look on the outside and no one is really working on their inside and their, how they're feeling on their inside or want to talk about how they're feeling on the inside. And to me, that's the most important thing. It always kind of has been. I can give a fuck less what I look like or what people think I look like or what people think I say or what people think about how I feel. The more and more I think about that, the more and more I realize that's why I started a podcast. That's why I'm still here today doing the podcast. That's why I'll still be here for as long as I can doing the podcast. That's just who I am. and I'm just being me. And those are some of the idols and things that I've learned to appreciate over time with things that I've learned to appreciate and love with certain people and players and athletes and individuals and all that. So that's it for the podcast today. Gonna shut it down. Catch y'all next time here on the Seggy Station.